This is the Winston Squirm Program with David Raffin and Drew Welliver. In this episode, do the math, Henry Rollins. How many lesbians does it take to screw in a light bulb? I don't know, David. How many lesbians does it take to screw in a light bulb? Usually just the one. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> and if I may dissect the frog. Please. What makes that joke funny is the word usually. Usually. I like my jokes to be factual and honest. Well, don't. Yeah, okay. Are they honest and factual? It, that joke is honest and factual. <laughs> According to most Christian doctrine that I've read lately, every other verse in the Bible is against gays. I don't know, because recently I read a verse from the Bible, and that's the way I choose to read the Bible. <laughs> One verse at a time. One verse at a time, randomly, <laughs> just like a Christian. Oh, look, John 7, 4, 9. So uh, I read something, and it said the sin of Sodom. It said this is the, the sin of Sodom was uh, they were into themselves, they were, they were into riches, and they didn't take care of the poor and the needy, and that was the sin of Sodom. That was the sin of Sodom? That is the sin of Sodom. That's where I we get that's... sodomy from? And I always thought it had something to do with having sex with people in inappropriate places. No, no, it's not taking care of the poor and the needy and being self-centered. Wow. And so when someone yells sodomite, you at, you at say, Bank of America, you Bank say, America. "Wow, they are not taking care of the poor and the needy." Excellent. <laughs> well, or if someone maybe, calls maybe, you a sodomite and you've just given money to the poor and the needy, then you know they're full of um, excrement. Yes, um, I'm always. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you telling me you just happen to open a Bible and you just happen to flip to a verse and it just happened to be talking about sodomy? Hey, that's the way I roll. <laughs> that's the way you roll in many things I've noticed. That's the way I roll. I don't think this is – this is not – I'm going to be a, take a contrarian position at this point and just say these, this is not a series of fortunate coincidences anymore. Somebody you know, was looking on the Bible search website for Sodom. Well, no. Actually, I read it, uh, I read it on a weblog. Oh, so you didn't have to actually open a Bible. I didn't have to open a what Bible. Your that, jokes being honest. That keeps my, that no keeps my skin. That anymore. keeps my skin from burning. <laughs> oh, he's so evil he can't look at a Bible. Wait, there's there's got to be yeah. a punchline to this. I, I read it on the weblog of Mr. Will Shatterly, who often puts Bible verses. Anti-capitalist Bible verses are his favorite. Ooh. Are there many? Uh, evidently, according to Will Shatterly, there are many. The Dalai Lama's retiring. He's had enough. He's 76 years old. He's Tibetan, right? Yeah, he's gonna, but he's going to retire to Florida. What the hell is he going to do there? I, you know, I think he's going to learn how to meditate. <laughs> Macrame meditation. He's going to do what he's going to make does when they retire. <laughs> and I don't know. So there's going to be a new Dalai Lama, but I think he has to die first. Which means, oh, is there a whole organization yes. that's going to stand over him and say, will you please die now? Yes, honestly. <laughs> Next. You can't just retire. <laughs> And I'm hoping that the next Dalai Lama will be an actual Lama. The, the thing is that, the, you know, if you believe in reincarnation, I don't know, the Hindus, uh -huh. I don't know, I'm not sure about Buddhism, but the Hindus believe you can be reincarnated in and become an animal. Like you become a cow, that's very high prestige. Uh -huh. And I don't know why the next Dalai Lama can't be a Lama. Do they even check when they, who did he reincarnate as? Did they check animals? Dalai Lama Lama? He could be the Lama. 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 And I don't I'm know how they do the test. Song they they go out to a field Lama, and they Lama. say, uh, this Lama, this Lama has a look about him. Show him, show him the <laughs> items. This is the horn of the previous Lama. And the Lama says, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Lamas say, but uh, and, and the oh, Lama this... gives an indication that he is, in fact, the Dalai Lama. Well, if he and then he's said, the Dalai yeah, Lama Lama. As a matter of fact, I am the Dalai Lama. You wonder how yeah. they said that. And why. <laughs> Because you could just shut up and you can have a beautiful llama life. Yeah. 
Wouldn't you rather? I mean, honestly. Instead of the pressure. And it, then the no, Chinese no, no. government's against you. The Chinese government's in against the Dalai Lama Lama. Right. Did you, well, I, I was just reading today about the Chinese government went to a monastery and started beating up monks. Were any of them lamas? Well, probably. Lama's something, not the Dalai Lama. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, I don't even know if that's the official title. Which is the title part, the Lama or the Dalai? I don't know. See, we're but, so ignorant of foreign cultures in this country. But, Go ahead. but. My favorite Dalai Lama is the portrait of the Lama painted by Salvador Dali, the Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama. That's my favorite one. I I always lament – literally, the Dalai Lama is the most famous Tibetan, period. We know nothing about him. And it's a country. Or was a country. (laughs) Um, We don't know anything about him. Most people couldn't name the prime minister of England right now. And hint, it's not Tony Blair. I saw the Dalai Lama do a Q&A, and it was uh-huh. very long, and people asked him questions from the crowd. Uh-huh. And one of the questions was, since the goal of Buddhism is to prevent suffering, to eliminate suffering, because uh-huh. that is part of Buddhism, and you do that by giving up your attachments, mm-hmm. and you let go of your desires, it's and that's to, it, yeah. to ease suffering, because if you don't desire things, then you, suffering is caused by attachment, mm. desire. And, she, and and so a lady in the audience asked him, do you, as the Dalai Lama, as an enlightened one, do you have suffering? Ooh, good question. And he said, of course I do. Because he has stuff. So I know that he suffers. And that's all I need to know. Well, you know I'm going to take a purely Buddhist track and say, I know nothing. No, I know that he suffers. I'm with you on that. And by the way, the, the since the, uh, the, idea behind, <laughs> the idea behind Buddhism... Uh-huh. Being that wait, you wait. give up your attachments, and so with when you release your attachments, then you become enlightened and you stop suffering. You well, give no, up your no, attachments, you give up your desires. There's definitely more to it than that. It's not just... Well, I'm know. doing it in a nutshell because I'm an ignorant Westerner. Okay. And you give up your attachments, you give up your desires, and that eases your suffering. So you become someone who lacks desire, and then you become enlightened. <laughs> what but I- in the West... What if other people Someone who gives up their you? desires. And <laughs> they, they do not call them enlightened. They say that's the standard definition for being depressed. Ooh, interesting. So in the East, you give up your desires. You're exalted because you are a holy one. You are enlightened. But in the West, you're just depressed. Yeah. Here's some, Sorry. Here's some Viagra. Viagra. <laughs> here's up, some Prozac. Yes, that's the one. And too. before it was Prozac, it was Amateur. Zach. Amateur Zach? Amateur Zach. Yes, now we've gone pro. <laughs> These puns. You're a pun heavy today. You don't usually do this many puns. I have a very Western Buddhist take. I'm with you. Some say I'm depressed. You're not depressed. But, uh, Are you depressed? I say I'm enlightened. The problem that I have with airport screening. <laughs> what? The problem that I have <laughs> with airport there? screening. The radiation? Is the radiation, and I don't want the extra dose of radiation, even though you get radiated when you fly up in the air. Why do I need the extra dose going right. through? And the problem I have, the second problem I have is when you go through the nude scanner. Uh-huh. Oh, it's a penis joke. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind getting fondled. I don't mind getting fondled. Fondled where? You know, I don't mind getting fondled. You know, in line. But when you go through the scanner, the problem I have is that uh, my, uh, <gasps> my junk, as the, uh, the famous man on the internet proclaimed as he was being videotaped my junk looks exactly like osama bin laden Ooh, boy talk about being born under a bad sign and people can't wow. tell this. <laughs> people can't tell this by looking at me and they can't tell when they fondle but the, but when they when i go through the nude scanner they're like 
the ultrasound thingy. This guy's junk looks exactly like Osama oh bin Laden. And, and you know, and the they call, and then they hit the they hit the button. The the alarms go off. We have a bin Laden penis. Yeah, and it happens every time. Oh, and uh, and so I always I always opt out. And the problem with this is one: why do all the screeners know exactly what Osama bin Laden's junk looks like? And why are they looking? Okay, yeah, that's that's probably the best question, actually. And I think they they have um, they they've got a picture from oh, the seventies that they distribute. Well, they knew he was on dialysis. They knew how tall he was. They knew yeah. his family. And so at first, I thought, you know, my junk, Osama bin Laden's junk. Um, first of all, that's very. Um, he, he's a much <laughs> older man, and I oh. thought, that's very complimentary to him. Or very. But then, yeah. if they're distributing a picture from the seventies, then that's. They don't even – unless as you uh, – You look like Osama Bin Laden's junk circa in, 1975. Right. And so – It was in the 70s. It was 80s. Yeah. You may, you may know. You may, you may think to yourself, well, huh. I just had a flash of – maybe that's why all those guys were in Guantanamo for so long. It's just guys whose penises resembled Osama Bin Laden's They penis. resemble it because there's a certain <laughs> oh. similarity. Oh, lordy. Between a lot of people. It's like you never know. That's what we need, one of those uh, celebrity look-alike contests on the interwebs. Really? Where you stand behind a screen and all you can see uh-huh. is this much? And you have to match your junk or yeah. other people's junk with that's celebrity junk. That's my junk. junk. <laughs> and that's Osama Bin Laden. And I know I can do it. And I could write a computer algorithm, honestly. Because he's a much older man. He's gone gray. I'll go through and, and sweep all those images for similarities. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, by pixel. you're a computer expert. Of so course. you could run some aging. You could take that old picture and run some aging software. Of course. Oh, God. You know, we all know what Osama bin Laden's penis looks like in 1985. Let's, let's age it by 30 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they put that on. That, that's going to be the first mm. one that they show on TV. Osama bin Laden. Like, if you see this. <laughs> Dude, they don't even shave their beards. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, yeah. God. God, who fired the gardener? <laughs> if you see this, uh, run. And it's just like a big mat of hair. <laughs> Little and I do weapon. kind of understand, you know. Uh, you ever? If you see hmm. this, run. And I, you know, because so when you stand up and you scream, if you stand up in any social occasion and say, "I have a penis," people take that as a threat. Well, you. you well, if you announce it, like you in a party, it. did anybody notice my penis? No, you announce up, say, I ha- stand back, I have a penis. <laughs> it's very effective. Excellent. It's very effective. It doesn't matter if you're like in a room full of who, who's, who's in the room. It doesn't matter. First thing I say on every blind date, by the way. <laughs> stand back. I have, a, I have a penis. I'm using my penis for this. So I'm looking at the filmography of Buddy Ebsen, which is also one of the nicknames for my penis. My nickname for mine is Sir, what he which I only use because... <laughs> Mr. The, penis. Because the armor suits it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it when people call me sir because I've, by never, the I've never been knighted, Excellent. but I wear the armor because it suits me. <laughs> Speaking of true. But I do call my oh, penis sir us, and, and because the armor about... suits it. I had a friend. He's a really close friend. Okay. Known for a long time. One day he tells me he's gay. Mm-hmm. And I didn't quite know how to take it. Well, because in, oh. <laughs> he tells me this while we're having sex. Ooh, I know exactly how to take that then. <laughs> and, like, you know, and I don't know, how to, and I don't know how to take it because, mm. you know, the next thing you know, you dumb pe- people think I'm gay. Oh, no. Uh, who would? So that's my that's joke. Number one. <laughs> joke number two is. But, you know, I'm tolerant. I'm tolerant. That's my, you know, that's my 
policy on gays, tolerant, mm-hmm. on bisexuals, I could go either way. We still haven't done our fish of the week. And I think it's time. I time it's time what to introduce. The, sir, what is the fish of sir, the week? Sir, the, the fish of the week is officially perch. Perch. Mm-hmm. Birds sit on them. I'm not sure what the fish get out of it. Perch, ladies and gentlemen. If you buy a parrot, you have to get it a perch. What happens if you buy a perch? You, you have, have to get, get a, a parrot. Okay. Did I tell you I met Abby Hoffman? No. I met him and I met Allen Ginsberg. I met Allen Ginsberg. Every, uh, well, okay. Everyone met Allen Ginsberg. Allen Ginsberg said that I uh, resembled a bearded cherub. You don't have a beard. I don't have a beard now. <gasps> oh, makes a lot more sense. And if you look up cherub, you'll see that they are gods of storm. Really? Cherubim, like the Shidu, were probably original depictions of storm deities. There it there, is. I told you. Yeah, well, yeah, but nobody uses them like that. I think that's what Allen Ginsberg meant. Well, you found like the when most, he told me I was. <laughs> you found the most arcane and ancient meaning of a word. Well, that's uh, very much in his uh, in his spirit, my friend. That's probably true. What do you think he comes back as? I think he comes back as a llama, llama. and probably the Dalai Lama. <laughs> the Dalai Lama is still alive. You can't I would do that. feel secure if Allen Ginsberg was the new Dalai Lama, yeah. reborn as a llama. Nice. I'm going to let Will Shetterly rewrite the Bible, and I'm going to go with that. <laughs> you know, you know, Thomas Jefferson rewrote the Bible. Yeah, he took out all the God bits. Yeah, he took out all the miracles. Yep. And uh, taking and out he, all this creepy he stuff. He said, you know, and they talk about how, uh, well, the founding fathers were Christian. It's like, okay, let's read the Jefferson Bible. Let's make that the Bible. <sighs> It's got all the miracles removed yep. and the resurrection. Yep. He said, he said I want to – this is the stuff I back. Yes. The rest of it's crap. <laughs> the Bible. That's edited, Thomas Jefferson. Edited by Thomas know. Jefferson. It's called the Jeffersonian Bible. God, the Jeffersonian? The, Jefferson, the Jefferson Bible. Our founding fathers got so much done in a day. I don't like very many presidents, but I like, uh, I like Jefferson. Uh-huh. I like Lincoln. Oh, those are standbys. And I like FDR. Pick somebody out of the blue. Like, yeah. No, that's I it. really like Calvin Coolidge. <laughs> Who's the guy who only did eight days? Oh, uh, William Henry Harrison. God bless him. Yes. <laughs> I don't think he accomplished anything. I think he was sick the entire time. He probably was. No, he got shot, didn't he? Did he? Did he? Was he murdered? I think he was sickly. Oh, God. I know his name. I don't know how he died. You know what? He was president for eight days. I don't really need to care. <laughs> He's president for eight days, and I don't think he had... Uh... Does he have a presidential library? You should. Oh, it's a small one. Nice. <laughs> Here's the collected works. It's a place where you can like go a pamphlet. and you stack the Dalai Lama can meditate. Oh, God. I need a pack of papers. It would be probably thicker than his library. And here's his speech he did at the inauguration. And here's his funeral procession. Here's, here's, here's the speech he did at his inauguration. I don't feel well. The wonderful thing about Henry Rollins is that he's everywhere and he's mm. got his hand in everything. You know, I think I would notice Henry Rollins' hand being in place. You know, he, he's a big man. He has a very small hand. Really? Big, big man. Big personality. Very, very small Small hand. appendages. No, yeah. How about finger length? His finger length is about average. Awesome. He'll tell you it's more than average, but it's average. Okay. I was going to say, do you, you seem to know. Well, uh, that's hard gain knowledge. <laughs> I'm betting there's very few groupies. You know Henry Rollins. Know. I do know Henry Rollins, actually. I met him briefly. Uh, he was not at all talkative, believe it or not. He did not say 10 words. We were, he, he's we were a quiet man. Uh, evidently. He saves it. You, you have to. He's, he I don't saves think it up and then he explodes. Explodes in, you know, piles of goo. Wet, sweaty <laughs> explosions. <laughs> he was quite sweaty. He, he, did a, he did a gig at Carnegie Mellon University. 
there were a thousand students packed into an auditorium to hold a hundred. Uh, and he still was the strongest smell. <laughs> he was like, what's that smell? It's Hank. It's Uncle Hank. But it was impressive because it got really warm and he sweats like you wouldn't believe. He, sweat, he was probably sweaty getting off the bus, to be honest. I know what you're saying. You're asking, Hank, what can you, what can you do about the radioactive release going on right now in Japan? And I think to myself, Henry, what should you do? Uh, surely you should do something. And it turns out there's something I can do. There's something I will do. They are releasing radioactive waste into the ocean from cooling ponds that are too full. They have no place to put them. And I, I, I thought to myself, Hank, what can you do? I am going to drink this radioactive water. I'm going to keep it out of the ocean. I'm going to save the fishes. I'm going to save the coral reefs and the seaweed. And it's the least that I can do as Henry Rollins to drink this radioactive waste. I am going to position myself out there, right where the water drains into the ocean. I'm going to put my lips on the tube, and I am going to drink this radioactive waste. That's what I'm going to do, and I challenge you. I challenge you to do what you can to help Japan. This I, has been a Henry Rollins moment. I was going to say, uh, Henry Rollins' spleen is going to be working overtime. <laughs> I think that's the organ responsible for straining radioactive iodine. It is, it is radioactive iodine that is being released. Excellent. Ha short half-life. Yes. Very short half-life, and I think Henry Rollins can deal with it. He's a... He's a monster of a man. He's a monster of a man. Although short. And he can sweat and he can work it out. He'll, he'll probably be sweating iodine for radioactive iodine. I don't About three be, months. Yeah, his sweat glands will absorb and then protrude. Protrude? And he, he's going to sell the sweat Ew. on eBay. <laughs> it's, that's actually the secret ingredient for Loco. <laughs> for Loco Cola. Is it a cola? For Henry. Four, four Henrys. Four Henrys power drink. You know about his, uh, you know about his candy bar? There's a Henry Rollins candy bar. Oh, Henry Rollins. Oh, Henry. <laughs> oh, Henry Rollins. <laughs> Could you it's do got that? everything. It's got chocolate. It's got nougat. And angst. <laughs> it's got angst. It's a powerful bar. Excellent. It's like Three it Musketeers is, with angst. <laughs> it, is a, it is a powerful bar. God. It's not 100 grand. It's, it's 100 hanks. <laughs> it's a little bit radioactive. Hanky Ruth. Hanky. Baby, baby, baby Hank. The wonderful thing about Henry Rollins is that he has his hand in everything, and so there is a product. They're small hands. They are small hands, but there is a Henry Rollins product for every need. Say again? There is a Henry Rollins product for every need if you've met for Henry instance, Rollins. For instance, if I, if I had you know, some buildup of brake dust on my rims, on my sports There is a Henry car. Rollins industrial solvent. Industrial solvent? What would they call this industrial it's solvent? It's called Henry Rollins industrial solvent. Of course. <laughs> There are so many Henry Rollins products that they don't all have a – in fact, all part, part of the Henry Rollins corporate empire. Yeah, they, they don't all have interesting names. They are mostly okay. just called – it's like if you meet him, you'll, he'll probably say, hey, try my Henry Rollins chewing gum. Like Dr. Bronner's soap. Right. He has Henry Rollins chewing gum. He has um, Henry Rollins mouthwash. He has um, Henry Rollins a feminine hygiene spray. Ooh. Um, also made from the essence of Hank. <laughs> Smells like yeah. Hank. Smells like Hank. Hank's been here. H Hank, Hank has been here. <laughs> uh, 
Hank has been here. Hank, and sometimes it makes people think Hank has been here, and that's a good. Sometimes, it's a good deterrent. And yeah. It keeps rats away. It's Excellent. also it's the same product as From the Henry Rollins. Feminine hygiene spray and right. rat deterrent. Right. It's the same product in a, <laughs> in a different bottle as the Henry Rollins uh, spray away, Henry Rollins spray away, rat away. I wonder what chaos radio policy is around mentioning things like feminine hygiene. I think feminine hygiene is a wonderful thing. Oh, I'm not going <laughs> to argue that point. But I'm like, if we say the Henry Rollins douche, mm-hmm. they're not going to be like, you know, guys, could you tame down you the know, douche a he, bit? He doesn't make a douche. Just the he makes hygiene? a feminine hygiene spray. Okay. He doesn't make every product. I've often wondered about the efficacy of douching. Doesn't I, it? I mean, honestly. I don't think it's correct. I, I think, uh, I think it's. Women uh, have, it's a delicate balance. I of was chemistry. about to say that. It's a okay. delicate balance of chemistry. And that's why Henry Rollins washes his hands of that. It's a, <laughs> I hope he washes his hands after he gets them everywhere. Good Lord. <laughs> what else does he have his hands in? What else does he have his hands does in? Does he have his hands in any food service items I might recognize? He makes a Henry Rollins hot dog. Ooh. He makes a – and, you know, even though I did mention that he doesn't double up all the time, he, he does also make a Henry Rollins corn dog. Is it a, is it a vegetarian hot dog? He has a vegetarian line. Oh, Mrs. Hank. <laughs> there is a Mrs. <laughs> the Hank. Mrs. Hank. There's no real Mrs. Hank, but there's a Mrs. Hank no, no. product no line. No, no. Mrs. Fields or real Sarah mm-hmm. Lee lady. Just... But strangely enough, the feminine hygiene spray is not a Mrs. Hank product line it no is. that's it, pure hank right there it's pure hank yeah it's like the industrial solvent and feminine hydrogen spray i think they're mm-hmm. on the same shelf of the grocery they're store, both actually. sold in the automotive section because <laughs> female mechanics need feminine hygiene mm-hmm. spray too that's a big draw he gets a lot of uh female mechanics you know just the other day i swear to god it might have been yesterday it wasn't it was friday i think it was, i met a t- little 20 something barista who was hoping to become a mechanic when she got older, when she grew up. She was going to school mm-hmm. for at SPSCC to become a mechanic. And I said to herself, you know, if you can market that you are the female mechanic in town, for instance, any town, Chicago, we, are, we have a woman's touch. Wouldn't you just kill? Wouldn't that be like a niche market? Women are sick and tired of taking their, their Toyota Corolla to a bunch of guys staring at their butts and, you know, Find a place that finally has, you know, a, a woman's touch. My point being that any any woman who gets into, like, for instance, mechanic or, you know, any, any one of a number of other, you know, male-only professions. Mm-hmm. For instance, uh, rat catcher. Rat catcher. Exterminator. You don't see a lot of women exterminators. You know, we are, you know, uh, Jenny and You know, Pauline's- most of the women that I've known... Yeah. Well, not most of the women that I've known, but most <laughs> get of enough, the, get most, enough vermin in their lives. Most of, <laughs> don't seek it out actively. Most of the people that I've known who own rats have been women. Are you saying there's some affinity there? I think there might be. I think they're just practicing for marriage, honestly. Um, it might have something to do with the women that I know. Could be. Could be. Could they're, it, they're could... vermin lovers. Ooh. Ooh. That speaks highly of why you know them, doesn't it? Walking right into these. I, you keep setting them up. I'll well, keep they, knocking them down. They, uh... They love vermin. Duly noted. It's warm in here. And uh, it's not especially warm. Well, I've got three layers on. I was, it was cold uh-huh. outside. So. And no one has changed your, your um, bedding. Does Henry Rollins your have a product bedding. that would you're help me be cooler? You're in a cage. You've got the shavings. Ah, cedar chips. <laughs> Henry Rollins cedar chips. Henry Rollins cedar chips. Henry Rollins cedar chips for all yeah. your gerbil hygiene needs. 
He has a product that wards away squirrels. If you have a problem with squirrels eating your bird seed, or if you have problems with uh, birds eating your squirrel seed, he's got a, a, a product that wards away birds and leaves the squirrels alone. Which I think segues nicely into our sponsor for the week. <clears throat> our sponsor for the week is the Henry Rollins Squirrel Away Scarecrow. Excellent. And that is a uh, a ten and a half inch replica of Henry Rollins. Yes, it does. Which is meant to scare squirrels at your house. Uh, they it scares them from any place where you have a squirrel problem. It squirrel. It scares me. You just install this ten and a half inch Hank, and uh, the great thing about it is um, it's the, it's the, a mo- bit... the motion activated. Yeah. This is Henry Rollins, and you're not welcome here, squirrel. Squirrel. God. <laughs> and he's got a look on his face. He's got a little bit of a Arr. sneer. I bet you Henry Rollins has yet to meet a squirrel. He couldn't beat up. He, he couldn't lick. Yeah, licking squirrels. Did someone say licking squirrels? I think there's a picture on the internet of Henry Rollins licking squirrels. I think there's a picture of the internet of everybody licking squirrels. I think I'm going to change my Facebook profile. I, I, there's no picture of me licking squirrels on the internet. Yes, there is. No, I've seen that. No, what are you licking then? What is that? That's a, that's a fake. <laughs> oh, fake squirrel. Because unlike a lot of people, when someone say someone says to me, they send me an email message, uh-huh. an instant message saying, could you please send a a, a photo of you licking a squirrel? I'm like, not a not, real squirrel. Not in, the age, <laughs> not in the age of the internet. No. That could go anywhere. So if you've seen one, it's a fake. Okay, good. Oh, it's a fake picture. I thought you were licking a fake squirrel. That too. Oh. Right on. That too. All right. So, I look exactly like Henry Rollins. You do now with a haircut. Good I, I Lord. <laughs> and I've been <laughs> Is practicing. That inspired the Hank? I've been practicing my Henry Rollins. Too. You know, when I walk into a, into a haircutting place and I say, what would you like? And I say, well, how about something circa Henry Rollins 1984? Mm-hmm. They're always able to oblige that. Yeah. I always get my hair cut by the Asian ladies near where I live. That's the $6 ladies? Yeah. Okay. And they're under uh, a mistaken – because I get my hair cut like Henry Rollins, they have the mistaken impression that I'm in the military. You look like you're in the military. You look like Colonel Raffin. Yeah, Colonel Raffin? Like Colonel uh, Colonel Gaddafi. Gaddafi. He doesn't yes, look he, – he, I don't look anything like him. He's so well like kept. <laughs> he looks like he'd pass for an American colonel. I will tell you a story about <laughs> Libya. Do? Years ago, for some reason, I was looking up Libya. For I, I don't know why. I was looking up Libya and I... It's a fine country. I, I read the Wikipedia and then at the bottom there was a link. And I said, oh, look, there's a link to go straight to the official Libyan website. And so I oh, went yes. to the official Libyan website and the official Libyan website... Was bragging about their terrorism exploits? Talked about how wonderful it was to live in Libya. How they weren't socialist, and they, 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 but they weren't capitalist. And they, they were this beautiful middle... Uh, middle paradise, and they talked about the food, and they talked about the climate, and they talked about the brotherhood of man, mm-hmm. and they talked about how Libya was ruled by the people, and that uh, it was a total democracy. People like Gaddafi. Yeah. Yeah, he's a people. Yeah, he's a people, and and, and it was a total democracy, and people voted on everything, and uh, yeah, they made it out to be uh, a little bit like uh, ancient Greece, if you were, say, a rich person in ancient right. Greece. <laughs> they kind of stretch that one man, one vote <laughs> concept a bit, don't they? One man, one vote, what? As long as you weren't a slave <laughs> no, he's or the a one woman. <laughs> oh, they don't like women over there? Yes, well, ancient Greece. Oh. As long as you weren't a slave or a woman, it was you know, democracy. Sure. So... 
it, they made it sound really good. They didn't mention any of this other stuff. They just talked about um, all these things that made you look at the web page and say, "Wow, I, I want to go there. I have to go to Libya. I need to book a carnival cruise." Even though there's a little voice in your head that says, "That's Libya." Don't I do that. know this isn't true. That's Libya. <laughs> hey, honey, where are we? Where should we go for our vacation this summer? But How about Libya? The PR was wonderful. Whoever was in charge, and it's probably not there anymore. I bet you it's the same people who do Procter and Gamble. I'm betting <laughs> it might be the chemical companies because they, Gaddafi had a lot of money. Well, yeah, he's, he's the richest oil tycoon in the country. He's the richest anything in the country. He owns, it's his country. Yeah, and if he'd have called me up a couple of years ago and said, "Would you please, please write my web pages yes. for Libya?" I could, probably would have. Could you do copy for Libya? I could. Oh, that'd be awesome. I could write anything. At this point, you could write anything. He, although his page, if he'd have called on me, probably would have had a lot of Henry Rollins in it. Absolutely, Henry Rollins Web Development Company. Henry Rollins. <laughs> why is Libya so great? It's a simple matter of where does Henry Rollins spend his winters. In Libya, where it's it's hot, go people have watermelon. Yep, watermelon. What? <laughs> There's total democracy. Is that an Africa reference? You just went racist on me. I didn't go. No, okay, no, no. no that, that was that was one of the things. Ooh, need to back off the microphone. Okay, Th- that's that's one of the things that they had on their website was uh, <laughs> unintentionally was, racist. Was comment? watermelon? How much? Wow. How much? How great? How great it was to eat watermelon uh. in the uh, in Libya. <laughs> Of all that, the things. I remember that was on one of the pages. And, and not get hit by Tomahawk cruise missiles. <laughs> and, and that was one of the things I sat there reading it thinking, watermelon. Lib- I have to get some of that Libyan watermelon. Watermelon from Libya. Oh, that's the best. Ah, I like their honey. It's a hot. Let me tell you something. This is Henry Rollins. Again. And in Libya, watermelon is so wonderful. It's a, You have not had watermelon unless you have had a Libyan watermelon. And I am bringing these... To the United States and Europe as the Henry Rollins watermelon. Is it is it also wet and sweaty? It's How do they wet, smell? sweaty. It smells like a watermelon. It smells like Henry Rollins watermelon. <laughs> Henry Rollins delivers them. Ooh, kick ass. <laughs> Drops them on your doorstep. Yeah. Kicks you in the butt. You know, in Seattle, they have uh, a number of companies that deliver organic produce to your door. Of course. Henry Rollins delivers every one of them. Nice. What's the delivery schedule like? It's uh, it is hectic. Oh, I was gonna say. That's why he sweats <laughs> constantly. You know, he stopped, He kind of toned down on his spoken word tours lately. I wondered why, because of all the watermelons he has to. It do. is because <laughs> of the organic produce delivery, of course. And if you're gonna have an excuse to not do what he did, you know what? I I was actually part of the culture of, of that saw him as a folk hero, punk rock artist. You know, uh, writer, uh, social commentator. And then one day you just woke up realizing he's a stand-up comic. Holy crap. All he does is tell us funny stories about being like hanging around with hookers in mm-hmm. Istanbul. And you're like, wow. I do not want people to get the wrong idea. Yeah. I like Henry Rollins. Who doesn't? And uh, the Henry Rollins brand chewing gum is the best chewing gum you can buy on the market. Watermelon flavored, by the way. It is watermelon flavored. <laughs> Oh yeah! Don't are you, are you implying that he might be listening? And he might be making him mad. It's, <laughs> it's going to get back to him. It's we, a Libyan watermelon. Libyan flavored. watermelon. <laughs> oh, I'm used not, to have no. a picture of uh, Colonel Gaddafi giving a thumbs up, but that's not on oh, the package anymore. No, that's 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 marketing nightmare right now. No, that that's not even on the website bad. anymore. Ugh. You can you can buy it at the discount store still. Fantastic. 
carries the uh, Colonel Qaddafi slash Henry Rollins so, watermelon of, flavored chewing gum. Uh, military interventions and end of the world. I was reading my favorite end of the world website again today, mm-hmm. and I was reading about various ways we might go. And I think I think I've narrowed it down to two of my favorites: uh, cataclysmic events that'll end Western civilization as we know it. And ironically enough, they're both both about food. I see. The first one is is genetically modified wheat. That might be one of my favorites because I love the idea that our efforts to grow more food to support more people wipes us all out. I just there, – there's a base irony there. Do you, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Is it going to kill everyone mm. or is it going to kill all other foodstuffs leaving only wheat? That, that's one aspect of it. But there have been side effects of some of these genetically modified organisms, intentional or otherwise. I've heard that genetically modified corn causes sterility, sterility in animals. Sterility, yes, absolutely. And if you are growing but it But it's food, okay because people aren't animals. <laughs> well, they're delicious. I don't know how you – how do you get away with saying something like Pe- that? People are delicious? Sure. Okay. I mean, if, if just because – wait. D- define the people aren't animals thing. You can't just – Make it'll, a it'll, it'll be like okay that. because um, because we don't we're not actually animals. Soylent green, silent green. It's people? fine. It'll be fine. Wait, who said? Who, what? <laughs> it'll be fine. I'm it, utterly surprised that soylent green is people. Soylent green is people. Oh my god! No one saw that coming. And you know what? Wait a minute. It's Henry Rollins. We've been eating soylent green for years. <laughs> it's people. People. It's Henry Rollins, but it's cloned Henry Rollins. <laughs> it's <laughs> Soylent Hank. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bunch of Henry Rollins grown in a vat. Oh, God, the smell. <laughs> oh, man. Is it watermelon flavor? And uh, Henry Rollins harvests them. Yeah, that's also how he makes it. It's a little... You're cold, Henry Rollins. Yeah, that's also how he makes the industrial solvent, by the way. It's yeah. rendered down. Well, it's the it's, waste. It's from the waste. It's Hank Tallow yeah. is what it is. Henry Rollins. Okay. Uh, and uh, his clones uh-huh. formed a rock band, called it. They are going to form a rock band because he's tired of having to hire undependable people who do not have a work ethic. Well, that, that brings up an interesting point because, you know, they're clones of Hank. Hank they Hank. are clones of Hank. Now, he can have as much exposure to them as he needs, but how, how would you guarantee the personality would be anything like a Hank? Well, a lot of them are failures, and that's the, those are the ones that get used it, in the Hank Of course, Hank, the Hank down. <laughs> <laughs> if only that could be the so solution to all of life's problems. You know of his connection with uh, Muammar Gaddafi. Uh-huh. He has become, I don't know what's happened to Hank, but he's become the kind of guy that would take his clones that didn't work hard enough and turn them into food stuff. Uh, you know, I think that's the ideal situation, isn't it? It, it kind of makes me what sad. What else would you do it's, with it's, bad it's that, clones? It, you know, it's it's the same thing as when um, Send in the clones. When the dead Kennedys all started to hate each other and started mm. suing each other. Mm. That's what's become of Hank. Except I don't remember any of them getting rendered down for anything. I might not be in the know on this one, but... No. You don't know about the clones. <laughs> Jello Biafra East, East, and the East clones Bay of Ray. Jello there's, a, there's an East Bay Ray brand of Soylent Green. Oh. <laughs> See, that would be all... all it's kind of surfy. Yeah, I was going to say. It would be all kind of gamey. Gamey like squid. It would be like calamari. It all tastes like calamari. Hmm. It all, you know, Soylent Green always tastes like Soylent Green. Can I always, can I tell you the other end of the world disaster? Absolutely. Oh, is it corn? No, it's not corn. But okay. this one's so bad they're actually making a TV show out of it. It might be, it might be localized to America. I actually saw this on the Discovery Channel. It might have been Learning Channel or Science Channel. One of those channels that working very hard to dissuade you that it has anything to do with history or science or learning. It's a show about. That's good because I don't right. know much about history and I don't know much about geography. 
Ooh, nice. <laughs> That's a song lyric reference. I want you to sing it next time, though. <laughs> okay. Don't know much about history. Okay, I don't want don't you to sing it anymore. <laughs> geology. It's geography or geology? I don't know. I don't know. It's one or the other. Animal House soundtrack. Good song. Anyways, the, the theory is wild hogs, hog wild, wild hogs are taking over at least the central United States and most of the southern United States. Mm-hmm. They're just a perfect vermin animal. They displace thousands of species. They're like uh, people, (laughs) ironically enough. We brought them. We bred them. They escaped, and now they've gone feral, and they're taking over wilderness. Will they build wild hog civilizations? No, but we are going to need a Hank Rollins wild hog scarecrow device. Well, that can be a ranch. He's due a comeback. It'll be bigger. It will have to be Hank-sized, basically. These things are mean and big. This is Henry Rollins, and I invite you to go to your public library and read more about it. 1980s promo. Cool. The more you know. The more more you know. I think it was an NBC initiative. I'm doubting they encourage any people to know anything. They encourage people to go to their public library Uh and read more about it. Speaking of which. They don't anymore because NBC has learned what happens when you encourage people to go to their public library and read more about it. Oh, yeah. They stop watching NBC. Wait a minute. They're owned by GE and GE makes this much money and pays no taxes? We're not going to watch NBC anymore. No, that doesn't happen. (laughs) People watch it all the time. Um, Here, wait, let me – on that note though, I got to ask. When was the last time you saw an honest-to-God – Public service announcement on a TV. On TV. I have uh, I have not seen a public service announcement for many years. You don't watch TV, do you? Well, I I do. I just don't watch public service announcements. Well, I, would you see? Would you recognize one if you saw one at this point? I don't think I would. I don't think they actually do it anymore. I think Henry Rollins would do them. I'm sure he has done. If them. he was offered, he wouldn't do mm. them unless he was offered the chance to do all of them. <laughs> I think he has to do all of them. I think there should be a law that says not only do you have to run public service announcements, they all have to be done by Hank Rollins. Period. End of discussion. This is Henry Rollins. And let me tell you about my schedule. On Mondays, I oversee the production of my Henry Rollins Corporation. Uh, I oversee the uh, making of him in hygiene sprays. Um, I oversee uh, the production of uh, 10.5-inch squirrel scarers. And that is what we are calling them. Uh, marketing doesn't like it, but the people have spoken. They are the Henry Rollins brand squirrel scarers. I can't say that five. Say five times. The Henry Rollins brand squirrel scarers. The Henry Rollins brand squirrel scarers. The Henry Rollins brand squirrel scarers. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why the marketing people don't like that one. The marketing people do not like it. But it's so straightforward. But it is. It says, if, if it says product, what it is, and it is what it says. If every product in the store just was what it said and said what it was... Today's show was brought to you by Hank Rollins, Henry Rollins, brand chewing gum, brand chewing gum. You know what I find really delicious? What? Henry Rollins brand chewing gum. I can sing the saddest song ever written about a man named Henry. If you're singing it, yeah. (laughs) This is a sad, sad song. The saddest song ever written about a man named Henry. Go ahead. Testify. I got married to the widow next door. She's been married seven times before.
And everyone was a Henry. Henry! Never once a Willie or a Frank. Hank. Oh. <laughs> I'm the eighth one named Henry. Henry the eighth. I am. We're going to end every show. With I a... am. <laughs> We're going to end every show Henry with a funeral dirge from now on. I am. The second verse is the same as the first. That's so you have told. to listen to the entire show again. <laughs> You've been listening to the Winston Squirm program with David Raffin and Drew Welliver. You may visit us online at squirm.vision-nary.com where you may listen or donate. You may also like us on Facebook. These are your only choices. <laughs> <laughs>